The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Thanks for downloading Sun Ranto's pre-posterous show. It's our pre- and post-game from yesterday. Uh, you can hear what we thought was going to happen, and you can hear what happened after the game. So um, I just wanted to give you a quick message, because this show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. They help pay the bills around here, and you can subscribe, too, um, for early and ad-free access to the audio version of this show. Obviously, we go live and on uh, YouTube and Facebook, on Crawley's Clubhouse and the Sun Ranto page. But if you prefer listening to it in uh, podcast form, well, you can do it early uh, through patreon.com slash sunranto and also ad-free. So you won't have to hear the ads that are embedded within this particular production about, uh, you know, Manscaped and BetOnline.ag. Those are our sponsors for this version of the show. But you don't have to hear that. You just subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto. It's very easy. It's a dollar a month. Uh, won't you join us? Preview. Cubs preview. Cubs preview. Hey, what's going on? Uh, well, first of all, I have to ask everybody, how do I look with my new ring light that was surprise sent to me by Guy Serious? Whoa, oh, nice. nice. Guy Serious. How do I look? Do I look more handsome than usual or is you, it the usual ugliness? You look like you have a ring on your face. <laughs> a Nuva ring? Because that can be <laughs> exciting. As um, long as it's not ringworm. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I used to think that ringworm was an actual worm. It took uh, pretty much my entire life to find out that that was, <laughs> that was not a – well, it took getting it from my dog to realize because I'm like, oh, unclean, unclean. I have worms. No, it's just a fungus. So, well, uh, welcome to another Cubs preview. We're getting down to it last two weeks of the season here. We got the Cleveland Indians, and if you recall, the, there were a couple of games a few years back against the Cleveland Indians that it meant a little bit to us. And oh, uh, I remember. Yeah, it just it always it always kind of brings back those memories. Uh, it brings back the memory of uh, you know like this guy. <laughs> if you remember, sad Indians fan, and um, if you Google sad Indians fan, let me tell you. It is just like a graveyard of racist caricatures. <laughs> it's pretty awful. <laughs> so, well, you know, I, I got this hat when I was at uh, the World Series at Wrigley. It's a Cubs logo and the old Indians logo. So, yeah, like you said, it just definitely brings up some good memories of of, of better times. You know, just really good times. And uh, you know, I, I always love it when they. I mean, I know they're going to be the home team, but when they wear those blues versus the Indians, it's just got a special feel to it. 
Yeah, it really does. So uh, how was your off day, everybody? Did you just kind of sit there and revel in the no-hitterdom of Alec Mills' incredible pitching prowess, as I did? You know, I was really kind of, you know, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but, uh, you know, you take a look at the standings. Things have gotten very interesting and very much what we talked about at the um, at the beginning of the season when we started talking about some of the stuff here. Uh, Cubs didn't play yesterday, but they're on a two-game winning streak. They're 28-20, but the Cardinals are 21-21. and Look at this. Cincinnati's jumped mm-hmm. Milwaukee at 23-26, and and Milwaukee's at 21-25, and four games under, six games back. So, you know, the uh, I, I was kind of interested in that doubleheader yesterday. Both of them went into extra innings. And, uh, you know, the Reds were, again, a team that a lot of people, myself included, liked at the beginning of the year. And you just wonder, now, the Reds' schedule is very similar to our schedule to close it out. They got games a series against the White Sox. They got a series against the Twins. And then they got a series against Milwaukee. We got a seri- the same series. But also, we got four with the Pirates. And so the Reds are kind of making a little bit of hay with the Pirates, which is what you should do. Uh, but I was busy kind of watching, scoreboard watching those other games. Yeah, I did. I watched some of that uh, yesterday. I'd watched the, well, the end of the first game and watched the Brewers win it in extras. And then I watched uh, most of the second game, and that was kind of unfortunate. Damn, that the, the great Brad Bino, dude. Again, yeah. you know, no. but Yelich, Christian Yelich with a misplay in the outfield and his stupid noodle arm, like he threw, he tried to throw home and didn't even come close. And instead, <laughs> he should have thrown a second. Instead, he let the uh, go ahead run get on base, uh, well, in a scoring position. So, but one thing I did notice when I was watching the game <laughs> yesterday, and I did post this on uh, Twitter, uh, is this little commercial. I was watching the Brewers feed and happened to see this. Check this out. Casey Katrandolph from Hayward, Wisconsin. I wish we were packing Miller Park right now, but until then, let's go, Brewer. Now, I mean, I don't know exactly. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Big returns to the Sun Ranto Show. I, I don't know exactly what that, that was. The milk chocolate version. <laughs> I don't know what that giant wooden carving was supposed to be. People were saying maybe a fish. Yeah, but- <laughs> I think it's a fish, but my lord, that is not a fish. And you know that whoever chose that, they did it because of that fish. Like that dude was not impressive in any way, except for he had a giant penis. Sitting right next to him. Yeah. What was this? Casey Fitz Randolph. Like, that's not even a real name. That's like three last names put together or something. I'm going to find know? him. I'm going to find him in Wisconsin and see if he'll come on the show and explain his phallic wood carvings. Maybe <laughs> exactly. he's got more. Maybe he's got like a backyard of crazy penises or something. Backyard of dickfish. <laughs> <laughs> dickfish. So I, you know, I really enjoyed that. I mean, I love watching, especially the radio feeds. Like, you know that the Tampa Bay Rays – have so few sponsors for their radio games that they just stay on air. Really? <laughs> yeah. Even during the playoffs, they're like, well, we're out of ads, so I guess we'll just stick <laughs> on here. Oh, my God. The Cubs could give them, I don't know, 10 or 15. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we can give them some ads. I got one. Here we go. This is Fergie Jenkins. You're listening to Sean Randall, the 69th Beth Cup Podcast. 
Oh. Yeah, it, it still makes me wonder what he was reading. I don't know. <laughs> Something I wrote, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> did, did you write, did you write it out in pencil so he couldn't read your handwriting? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I've had terrible handwriting since childhood. Um, so I enjoyed this. Uh, Russell Dorsey writes for the Sun Times. Just tweeted this out about Alec Mills uh, after the game. Uh, Russell writes, right-handed pitcher Alec Mills says his wife ordered Pequods for him after his no-hitter to celebrate. Pequods and a glass of milk, <laughs> I guess, for him. Um, man, I, I was just, the more I thought about it the next day, I went back, was lucky enough during the uh, lockdown to be able to interview him with Evan Altman and John Felice for the rant. They hooked up an interview with Alec. And... Man, what, you know, that day, and I remembered it after watching it again, that day he was helping his father pull out, pull stumps out of the, the yard, you know, like they had some dead trees in there, so pulling the stumps out and stuff. That's what he was doing to stay healthy and because he couldn't go to the gym during lockdown. It was like May 11th that we interviewed him. And so he still, you know, still couldn't go anywhere. Everything's still closed. He was down in Tennessee just uh, pulling stumps to stay uh, strong. You know, so what you're so what you're saying, Danny, is that if I reach out to him like on Twitter, he might come over to my house because I've got a shit ton of stumps that need to be pulled. <laughs> he might. He's a nice guy who's helping his father. I don't see why I wouldn't help you. Well, let's I, talk about uh, Alec Mills a little bit there. That was the 16th no hitter in the 145 year history of the Cubs, facing 29 batters during 114 pitches. He did it on his 15th career start, the fewest since Bert Hooten as a Cub. Uh, Bert just did it in his fourth career start. And then Ross is just the 11th person to both catch and throw a no-hitter. So just an amazing performance by Alec Mills. Um, you mean catch and manage? Uh, catch no and hitter. manage. What did I say? Pitch yeah, if, if David Ross <laughs> threw the no-hitter, that would have been even more impressive. But to manage and catch a no-hitter. And, and then the other thing that was just unique about the no-hitter is that it almost came, what was it, uh, 12 years to the day of Zambrano's no-hitter in Miller Park. The next yeah. day was the Big next Z's. Day. Yeah, and the Cubs have two no-hitters at Miller Park. The Brewers have zero no-hitters at Miller Park. That's got to burn. Oh, and no championships either. Yeah, th- so, that that dickfish guy must be upset about that. <laughs> Maybe that's why he makes them. Um, but, uh, you know, taking a look, the postseason standings are starting to kind of move around a little bit. We're starting to see a little bit of leeway. The Cubs are still in second, Dodgers still at first, but the Padres are really making a run here. They're really giving the Dodgers all they can handle. So, you know, the Cubs second, Braves third, because that's in the division. But if you're looking at the best record besides the Dodgers, the Padres, Marlins fifth, Cardinals sixth. If the playoffs started today, the Cubs would face the Phillies who are yeah. struggling and have a lot of injuries right now. And then the Giants are in that final uh, playoff spot. MLB did announce finally today um, what exactly is going to be going on with the postseason. Uh, it's going to look like this right here. So, you know, the NL, the NL, all the NL series are going to be at home. That first round AL series, same. And then NLDS, they go to Arle- to Tex- they go to Texas. And ALDS is going to California. Now, the other option that they have, because California is burning so badly right now, is Phoenix is the other option just in case. So, yeah, you would think that they might have to do that because, I mean, let's hope these fires are done by then. But right now in the Midwest, you can see smoke. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've talked to a few people online and it just really matters which way the wind's blowing, which you can't really predict day to day, you know, unless they hire Tom Skilling full time to go out there, you know, or uh, Matt or Matt Caesar's new company. Well, they uh, no, they, is it not Matt Caesar? Who, who no, started that wind Brent company? Jackson. Brett Jackson. Brett Jackson's new company. But uh, can I say something about this? The Padres making the run. It's all very exciting. They've got an exciting young team. But I am so freaking sick of seeing Cub fans, a lot of them, online, loving on the Padres. Like, these are, these are Cub fans of a certain age that do not remember 1984. I understand. You know, you got to be at least my age, really, to remember it. I'm 46. So, like, I mean, you might remember, but you'd been real little, you know, like 7, 8, you know, if you get any younger than me, uh, yeah. 1984. But those Padres were so roundly hated by my generation of people because Eric Shaw is a dickhead. Steve Garvey is a criminal and a dickhead and and kind of handsome. You got to admit he's, he's pretty good looking guy. But uh, but you know there's, they had a couple players that you just could not stand. Uh, Gary Templeton. I mean, obviously everybody loves uh, Tony Gwynn and stuff. But like you know he was a thorn in our side all those years because he was so good. And you know the Padres really broke my ten year old heart. So please stop loving on the Padres. Do it in secret, man. I don't want to see it. And if we lose to the Cubs, if we if the Cubs lose to the Padres, I'm blaming all. Uh, you know, though, here's the thing, Danny, is that like, I don't, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe you and I are kind of old men yelling at the clouds, the three of us on here, because we I are. feel the same way about the Padres and, and also all the White Sox love. It's like, what, what, what are you doing over there? Uh, your team's on the north side, huh? Now, now all of a sudden you're kind of starting to wander further south. I, I, I don't know what's going on. Are yeah. they a lot of fun? Are they a lot of whatever, whatever? That's fine. That's great. Guess what? They're not my team. And if the Cubs are eliminated and the White Sox are still in it, I'm still not rooting for them. Fuck them. Yeah. So See, I'm I'm on the yeah. other side of that. I will. Uh, I don't mind the White Sox at all because honestly, that's never really been a rivalry, and uh, it's just been games for no reason. The Padres I hated for a long time, but they kind of. I mean, they just disappeared. I mean, there was a, there was a good decade there that you didn't even know that San Diego still had a baseball team. Yeah, Jose I mean? Orlando, Jose Orlando Mercado writes in all the way from Puerto Rico. Fuck Steve Garvey and fuck the Padres too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, that's pretty if, much how I feel. If about I it. had to choose between the White Sox and the Padres, I'm choosing White Sox all day long. Uh, oh that's yeah, almost like me choosing between broccoli and cauliflower. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I can put whatever one of them in my mouth, but I'm going to throw up. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, no. and again, I guess living around the Chicagoland area, you, you know, you heard it all the time. Like, there's always been chirping between Cubs fans and Sox fans, fights, all sorts of shit. So, I mean, like, you know, that's kind of I think where a lot of that comes from. Padres and the White Sox have a lot in common, those two teams. You oh, know, yeah. you got some young big bashers, some exciting young pitching, and now they added to it with Clevenger going over to the Padres. But, you know, I, I mean, the only positive thing about the Padres uh, in their surge right now is that they may screw over the Dodgers and all their stupid fans. The Padres don't have fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a thing. Giants have fans. Dodgers have fans. A's even have fans well, more than the Padres have I mean, fans. the NFL couldn't keep a fucking team there because they don't have any fans because everybody in San Diego, it's a transient population. It's all it's like military sailors, sailors and uh, Marines, and they go in and out of that place. So Stormy 224 knows what it's about. Uh, you know, I, what did it, Stormy 224, I chase none zero. I choose none zero zilch Cubs all the way. I'm in the yeah. same boat. Yeah, well, yeah. I liked what uh, – oh, 
now we're all we're all doing this stuff. I liked what Cubby Steph had to say. Imagine a Crosstown World Series during a fucking pandemic. The Crosstown World Series would be amazing, except for the fact it would be played in California and Texas, and it would fucking suck. <laughs> well, the, the World Series itself would be in that abomination of a new stadium in Texas. That's in Texas, yeah. yeah that, oh, that, the like, Costco warehouse? Yeah, that giant <laughs> shed of a Costco. Menards. <laughs> yeah, in Arlington, Texas, yeah. <laughs> it's the the uh, Battle of Menards. <laughs> injury update. I'm not even going to waste pouring one out for the homie, but... Uh, Quintana through Monday, another Wednesday, then Sim game could be option for bullpen later on. Chafin, Sim game on Wednesday. Chetwood on the shelf after a setback. Wouldn't Mm. say he's done for the season, but arm wasn't responding well to throwing program. I'm not going to pour anything out. I'm not going to waste beer on Chetwood. That was... No, but it's a shame because of all this stuff... He's got some good stuff, and it never really worked out for him as a Cub. And, you know, and it was god-awful abhorrent at first. And, you know, you got to give Theo kind of a lot of blame for that. You get a Rockies dude. Oh, there's a lot of factors that he was counting on, like, coming around. Like, oh, if he gets out of the that altitude, uh, his his ball, his home road splits. I mean, there was just a lot going on there. You know what right. I mean? For him to make that signing. He spent, you know, not the most money ever that well, you've ever wasted. Just 10, 12 million bucks. Yeah, man. So, I mean. Oh, no, it was 27 over three years. Three years. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, to this year, it's like 12. It went oh, up every this, year. Yeah. yeah, just this year. Yeah, um. I mean, the the problem there was uh, Theo can't he, – he just can't judge pitchers, right? No, like, I gotta, think that's what we've learned, that he needs to just turn over the entire process of looking at a pitcher to someone else and they, let somebody they, else they do it. They did do that with the, dra- with the draft this year. They did turn it over, so we'll see Well, what too bad it's eight years into his run and he <laughs> hasn't picked a single fucking pitcher. The only guy he got was Kyle Hendricks. And, and Alec Mills yesterday. How about Alec, or yeah, Alec yeah. Mills? Donnie yeah. Deweese for Alec Mills. That's that's, <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, that's a new Clevenger for uh, Strope and Arietta. <laughs> so uh, just so you guys know, this was on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Pedro Strope, not in South Bend. <laughs> Pedro Strope had to the left in the shy. So whether or not he uh, – you know, I don't know what role he's going to have. Like I said, I don't see him. Uh, I'm telling you, he's just like Dermody. He sits out. He he tosses. Uh, he has long toss out in Gallagher Way, <laughs> the park there, and just throws it around, just waiting for him to call him in. Is th- is that a chin mask or is that his facial hair? I can't. I mean, because I, I he's think like it's a mask. I think that's his facial hair, and I <laughs> think that is called a chin mask before we had the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, he looks Amish. Yeah. I mean, except for the fact that all Amish people look completely different from Pedro Strope. Right. Yeah, because, except for that aspect, yeah. I but don't he looks, know that I've ever seen. Amish beard, yeah. There's got to be a black Amish guy out there somewhere. I so, would imagine. Taking a look like here, to meet him. the Cubs will be playing the Cleveland in Indians in Chicago. So four game series spanning two, uh, four games spanning two series. Chicago won both of them in Cleveland. Remember, that was when all the crazy shit was going on with uh, Clevenger and uh, Plesek going mm-hmm. out and partying on a Saturday night mm-hmm. against the White Sox. And there's all sorts of turmoil. 
this is the Cleveland's first visit to Wrigley Field since May 22nd and 23rd, 2018. So 2020, the Cubs are 2-0, uh, 2-0 at a progressive field. Now we're back here. Didn't play in 2019. All time since 1997, even at 12. Uh, Cubs are 4-5 at Wrigley, but 8-7 and seven at progressive field. And like we talked about before the show started, definitely um, some good memories at progressive field. Yeah, yeah, but we're at Wrigley tonight, so – which it didn't go as well against the Indians back in 2016 at Wrigley Field. Just one game went okay. Uh, so, but it was that was a nail biter. Uh, yeah. So, so what else do we have? We do you have for us tonight? Ah, milestones. Some interesting milestones within reach for this series here. Uh, K, uh, Anthony Rizzo uh, just keeps climbing up the ladder of all-time Cubs. He needs one extra base hit for or one hit by pitch to reach 153, which would tie him with Fred Clark for 21st in MLB history. So, in the long glorious history of MLB, there's only been 21 players that have been hit more than Anthony what's Rizzo. What's the record? I I, I think it's what's it his name from Houston, uh, leadoff guy. Uh, oh, Biggio. Biggio. I think Biggio's B- yeah. got it. Biggio's got the record. He yeah. constantly got hit. I remember that. The wait is finally over. Football's back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team and player coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win division and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. But uh, Anthony Rizzo needs one extra base hit for 502 with for 502 extra base hits with the Cubs. Which would pass, uh, which would pass Stan Hack, and needs two to get it to uh, tie Bill Nicholson for twelfth in franchise history. So I was kind of curious, you know. Lester need, uh, Schwarber needs three extra base hits for two hundred career. Uh, Brian needs one run for five hundred career runs. Lester needs twelve innings for a thousand innings pitched with the Cubs. But I was looking at Rizzo and his extra base hits and kind of seeing the names who are ahead of them, and I think you can guess most of them. Uh, Rizzo is right there, and he's tied with Stan Hack, so one more puts him ahead. Uh, and then for then you have Bill Nicholson ahead, Aramis Ramirez at 509, Phil Cavaretta, Jimmy Ryan, Mark Grace, Gabby Hartnett, Cap Anson, Ron Santo, Ryan Sandberg. And then uh, the third was Sammy Sosa, second was Billy Williams, and first was Ernie Banks. So Anthony Rizzo, you know, it, it just sucks about this. Another reason number one million that the COVID season sucks is, you know, you wonder how high up Rizzo would have gotten in a normal – 162 game season. I think he easily could have had another 20, 30 extra base hits and puts him, you know, oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think they're going to miss out on about 300 at bats this year. Yeah, easily. And I looked up the all time hit by pitches. And unfortunately for Craig Biggio, he's second. Oh. Oh. And he has 285 hit by pitches. Huey Jennings. Is number one, and uh, Huey Jennings played between 1891 and 1903. So, Craig Biggio will be number one in the modern era, yeah, yeah. And just to kind of just to make you know, Huey 
didn't have a giant arm guard all over his arm protecting his ass and leaning into pitches. Well, Huey, Huey was probably was, an asshole. Yeah, everybody exactly. threw it. Back then, it, it was fine to throw at everybody, and they just threw at his ass every time. Check this out, though. In 1896, he recorded 51 hit by pitches, <laughs> and then 46 <laughs> in the following two years. So whatever he did between 1896 and 1898 was, was rotten. It pissed so many people off. <clears throat> I, I believe did. No. Never but mind. Stan Mitchell, Stanley's a great guy. If you guys know Stanley, he's always guarding the 1914 club, uh, making sure uh, people like me and Danny don't sneak in. And uh, you could see he had, that, plates. <laughs> he had it up there. He had it up there. So he, he had that called here. Yeah. Um, but tonight's pitching matchup, you Darvish has had some dandies lately. He's had to face a lot of good pitchers. And I think it's really, um, really good that he's kind of getting this right before the playoffs. You know, obviously he's had – previous playoffs and World Series experience. But he faces Carlos Carrasco tonight, who hasn't had a lot of luck as far as guys hitting for him, but he's 2-4 and four with the 312 ERA, 58Ks. Um, but he's hitting his stride, they say. After struggling a few starts, he's given up just two runs over his last 19 frames. You Darvish, you know he gave up that three-run homer to Mustakas, um, unfortunately, versus the Reds. And Mustakas always kills the Cub, but he still ended up having a quality start. So, you know, for Darvish, it's really hard to, to you know, you, you know what a great season he's had, and it's been... Uh, well, let's let's take a look at it. Um, here's uh, Darvish's games, and the last time he went out there, it wasn't quite as good, you know, as, as it's been in the past. He only gave up two hits, but it was uh, three runs, and the one home run really tagged him, ended up losing to Trevor Bauer. Uh, but all the pretty much every other game this year, except for maybe opening uh, the, his first start against Milwaukee when he gave up three runs through four innings and six hits, every single other game has been awesome. He's has seventy two strikeouts and fifty six innings pitched, and uh, you know only well and only eleven walks. Right, he's given up only four home runs over nine starts. You know, so that's. That's important because I, I I seem to remember like Darvish giving up maybe three or four home runs a game last year. Sometimes you know, well, what I mean? at least was, three. That was early in the first on after the yeah. season, yeah. That yeah. And, and and the walks were a really big issue too. Mm-hmm. But this year, I mean, he's five and two at home, two oh nine ERA. Uh, he still has that awesome sparkling road ERA, two and oh. With a point six nine, it's nice. nice. It's nice to go on the road. Ooh. So he's tied for the MLB with seven wins, has the fourth lowest ERA in the majors, third in the NL with a one seventy seven ERA. His strike walk ratio is fourth best in MLB, second in and in, in uh, the NL. So I mean, he he's just had a great. He's everything you hoped he would be, and and that's all you can ask for on that. And uh, the Indians, uh, they don't do too much off of him. Only Jose Ramirez has a home run. Uh, Carlos Santana has a double, and that's and uh, Cesar Hernandez has a triple. But uh, really, uh, and actually does pretty decent against him. But Carlos Santana is only batting one eighty eight, and really not not many too not too many guys have seen him. Carlos Santana seen him the most probably from his days uh, playing Sunday guitar player for uh, for the Brewers. Yeah, and, 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 you know, Cesar Hernandez, you know, seemed to do okay. And so this is how the Indians are going to line up. Yeah. 
Francisco Lindor leading off. Uh, Mike Freeman, oh, followed by Jose. Oh, yep, ex Cub, exactly. Jose Ramirez, and there is the aforementioned Carlos Santana, two ten. Five home runs. Carlos Santana. Ramil Reyes. Two night. That guy's he's again a Padre product. That guy's massive. Uh Tyler Nequin uh batting two forty. Roberto Perez catching one sixty seven. Josh Naylor two seventy eight. Naylor at, at left field. And then Delano Shields and at center field. So, you know, it's kind of interesting to take a look at this lineup and, and remembering what they, like I said, I, you know, I put the hat on today. I was all excited thinking about my memories of 2016, but it's a lot different team that you're taking a look at here. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. and they made it, then they made the move of Clevenger to the Padres and they got Fran Mil Reyes, who is, you know, I, I think that's a, I, th- that wasn't in that move, but they got him what last year for who? I forget what that trade was, but you know, that dude's going to be a monster. And I, I think he's, he's got really pretty good numbers, even off you Darvish uh, mm-hmm. as well. But if you look at the Indians offense, like OPS, I looked it all up today, 27th. In the majors with a 680 OPS to the, right. Cubs, to the Cubs 20th, 726 homers. They're 25th. They do take walks. Um, it, you know, they're pretty average in striking out. They do steal a few bases. Uh, they're pretty average in that, uh, that category, but the Cubs have scored 32 more runs yet. Cleveland, despite not scoring any runs is hanging around in that central, which is that's not a pushover division. Well, it year. has to do with their pitching. Their pitching yeah. it's very similar to the Cubs, where their pitching has really kind of carried them so far throughout the year. They they've had a great job here. Well, and, go ahead, Michael. What were you saying? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out when I was going to jump in there. I was trying to jump in, but that's all right. Jump on in, baby. Yeah, I was jump. trying to figure out the rakes and flakes. Oh, you want to do rakes? I get a, yeah, I couldn't get a word in there. So yeah, I, I since you were doing the offense, I figured I'd try and jump rake in. Rake it and flake it. Let's, yeah. let's rake it and flake it. Uh, then I, I got a – you've seen the rake already, but I got a new flake for everybody. So look for that. Today okay. I'm going to show you how to rake. <laughs> There's your rake. Today I'm going to show you how to rake. Yeah, so um, – all right. So we were talking about these guys. They've lost six straight. And, and as Danny was saying, their OPS is terrible. This team is doing bad. Right now, Jose Ramirez, he's played four games in the last week, only 14 at-bats. He's the only guy with an okay OPS, and it has to do with those 14 at-bats, six hits, two walks, and two home runs for a 429-500-929 slash. But then... The next best that they have drops all the way down to 789 OPS with Carlos Santana, six games, 21 at-bats, five hits, four walks, one home run, a 238, 360, 429 slash. Because honestly, I mean, that's it. After that, you drop into like the 500s for OPS this week. They are terrible. Well, they just got swept by Minnesota. They, uh, they, they kind of scored some runs. They, you know, they lost seven to five, eight to four and three to one, but they lost three or four to Kansas city and they lost badly once 11 to one. They got shut out. 
<laughs> by yep. Kansas City by Danny. It was Carrasco that got shut out. Only gave up three runs, uh, and then uh, they lost eight to six. And then so it's been bad lately. They've lost actually. What you're right. It's six straight. Yeah, they've lost six straight games. And so the only the reason they didn't lose yesterday is because they didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hit me up with the flakes there, Danny. Oh yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, and the the uh, and the other thing is, it's like the, I think that it's kind of the kind of thing that they're not in it this year, and they decided that they don't mind if they don't compete. They're going to give it to one of the other teams in the central because they don't care about COVID year. Don't you feel that way? Yeah, like I, re- I, mean, I feel like they're in rebuild mode. But they were playing well early on. They're in a real tough division. I, I, I mean, I think every, you know, it's so weird how these teams mirrored each other, you know, as far as young talent and you thought they were just going to be at the top of the game forever and other teams have caught up to them. You know, the Twins caught up to them. Now the White Sox have caught up to them and they are not going to uh, be having a lot of players coming back as far as, Francisco Lindor is probably gone. So remember when Anthony Rizzo gave the big speech about, you know, enjoying every moment because you don't know how long this team has left together. Cleveland's in the same boat. Same, same the difference, boat. difference is, is that the Cubs have a World Series ring to show for it. Yeah. Well, who flakes? I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? <laughs> That's <laughs> wow. the original. The Except original. Yeah. Very nice. So, uh, honestly, the entire t- team flakes. They mm-hmm. are hitting like garbage, but Fran Mill Reyes, you guys have talked to him a couple of times uh, already. And in the last six games, 22 at bats, two hits, two walks, 10 strikeouts. And no, he does not have two home runs. That's a, my that's bad. A, that's a typo. Yeah, it's uh, a typo. It's, but an 091 average 160 on base, 136 slugging 296 OPS. So oh, that's kind of, that's kind of who I'm scared of, though, because doesn't uh, no Reyes doesn't have uh, he's got he's got numbers against uh, Lester. He faced Lester, who's going to go in the second game of the series, and he kind of scares me. He's got the one home run. He's five for seven <laughs> against Lester. Yep, seven fourteen batting average, which is the same number of home runs Babe Ruth hit. So he, he's looking forward to uh, the Cubs yeah, because he he just wants a chance here. Would you just walk him honestly? Like just be like, no, dude, just go ahead and take the base. Like at this point, like look at those numbers are ridiculous. Yeah. So, but if but if he's and it scares me that he's been in a slump because it's all opposite. If a guy's been raking, then he's gonna cool off when he faces you, and if he's been flaking, he's gonna come through and start raking. Do you have throws and blows? No, no, not for the not, not for, for not for the other teams. Yeah, I, okay, yep. So <laughs> taking a look here, though, as far as it goes, the Cubs starters have produced a 175 ERA in the team's last seven games. That includes Mills' no hitter. Uh, they had a 19 game stretch from August 19th to September 6th when the rotation went 571. Okay, so it just kind of shows this team has lived and died on their pitching. Their hitting hasn't been shit all year. Now, the Cubs have 25 quality starts, the most in the NL, second most behind Cleveland mm-hmm. with 31. So, again, these teams mirror each other. It's, it, these teams are living and dying on their pitching. Yeah, they, and, you know. The Indians' pitching is better. And, and, and it, well, it has been so far. Uh, they got a 324 team ERA to R403. 
their starting pitchers beat us by a run, but we're still both in the top 10, but they're first. They have the number one ERA for starting pitchers. So that's why they're hanging around still. But, uh, and you know, for, we're probably just facing more mediocre teams in the NL Central. So it's getting us through. I think we have lesser competition. Um, you know, but they, their bullpen, uh, they don't strike out a lot of guys. And I, and, uh, I think that's, you know, kind of what, what their issues maybe been, uh, because, uh, the Indians are third overall in strikeouts. So look forward to that, considering the Cubs are first in striking out offensively. You know what I mean? So, but their bullpen's no good. Their bullpen doesn't strike out a lot of guys. Their bullpen has a uh, 354 earned run average. It is four. Their bullpen is terrible. That cow lies. It's actually pretty good. And, uh, you know, but the, and here's the other thing that will suck for us. Their bullpen doesn't walk anybody. So th- that's all, the only way we usually get on base. We saw it a little bit different on Sunday, but that was because the wheels really fell off the Brewers' defense. What? And uh, the, the Indians' defense is quite good. So, Well, this is the lineup the Cubs are throwing out there. Ian Happ, 273. Chris Bryant at a clean 200. Anthony Rizzo at 205. Uh, Contreras, 247. Schwarber, 204. Baez, 203. Uh, Hayward two ninety three, Kipnis two fifty six, and Caratini two fifty three. Okay, but all right, but uh, in the two hundreds, that game. We're all in the two hundreds, so we need a big game from KB to keep that going. But again, un- until Bryant, Rizzo, Schwarber, and Baez start moving, this ship ain't gotten very far as far as postseason is concerned. And uh, you know, I- I'm just kind of looking at that right there, looking at those numbers. And and I heard Ross saying the other day, yeah, I'm thinking about putting Javi back up at fourth. Why? 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 What, what is the obsession with that? I don't. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to figure out. And you know, it's not like he's tearing the cover off the ball. I mean, hopefully, I just jinxed him and he hits two home runs tonight. But uh, up until this point, there's no no reason to do that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. I, I was wondering if Michael Cotton was frozen, and if you look at. His one face, it is totally, <laughs> he's totally frozen. I was like, there is, oh my God, there's three Michaels. Yeah, they're all jumping around. Sorry about that. My internet just, just ate uh, shit. No, yeah. I, I was looking over and you looked like you were just about, like you had a shitting, eating grin on your face and you looked like you were just about to say something. It was like, you're like, no, you know, well, there. you guys shut down before I did, I think. And then I started to say something and then I shut down and so and then it was, was on, shut down. He was on my end, yeah. Well, uh, you know, tonight I, I I think it should be a pretty good matchup. I mean, this you've been matching up against all the best guys. You know, you saw Bauer twice now. He's going up against Carrasco, who I mean, it, you want to take a look at what he did against us? We did see him this year. He gave up three earned. He walked five. So that's pretty uncharacteristic for any Cleveland Indian uh, player. He did strike out seven. But, um, you know, we got the three runs, four hits. He didn't get out of the fifth. But the last time he went out there, look at that. Uh, Seven innings, seven hits, only one run, though. No walks and six strikeouts. So, I mean, you know, Carrasco's a a good – he's been a great pitcher for quite a long time. Uh, He's got like like 11 years in the majors, I think, right now. so but he, Danny, uh, your old buddy Michael Ceremi, your old uh, your old uh, co-star, uh, kind of had an interesting tweet today, kind of talking about how you Darvish has had to face 
a lot of aces lately. On 823, he faced, and still in CeCe is not an ace, but he's still a, you know, a young up and coming pitcher. Uh, 829, he faced Trevor Bauer. 94, he faced Jack Flaherty. 990, he faced Trevor Bauer. Now 915, he's facing Carrasco. He's online to make, I think, including today, three more starts. And then he's, he's slotted to be the first starter in the NLDS. So. All right. So uh, here's how the Cubs do against him, Carrasco. Um, Billy Hamilton's obviously not going to get the start, and these at-bats might be a little old against Carrasco, but uh, he's seen him the most, and he's three for ten. He's got a couple of walks on it. And um, Rizzo has a home run, and that's pretty much it. I mean, Cameron Mabin has seen him uh, somewhat, but like we haven't done much against him at all. Only uh, 37 total at-bats, so should be. And a couple of those at-bats came just a couple of weeks ago. All right. So, and then tomorrow, I I, I just kind of want to give it to everybody. Uh, we're seeing a guy named Savali. C I, I think that's how you say his name. C I V A L E, and uh, he's another one of their young, talented pitchers. Who the only person that's ever seen him is Cameron Mabin, and he has a walk in like the two at bats. So that's always a tough situation when you're facing a young, tough pitcher. Uh, when who you haven't seen before, you got no book on the guy. Um, but he, he he's been good. He's been decent this year. You know, up and down, just like you expect for a rookie. Um, but he's going to give you some length. 101 pitches last time out there. He's gone uh, over 100 uh, six times this year into the 90s all the other times. So he's a bona fide starter. This don't think that tomorrow just because you haven't heard of the guy that this is a bullpen game. This is their guy. Uh, they, they, you know, they didn't get rid of Mike Clevenger and just say, like, well, we're just going to lose. Like, they, that, that, they knew that they had guys to, to back it up. And so that's there. Uh, just for those uh, – Cotton's frozen again. Yeah. Uh, just for those who are uh, scoreboard watching, if you're like myself, the Reds are up 4-1 on the Pirates. The Brewers gave up a run early to the uh, Cardinals, but they have now taken the lead – Two to one. So, uh, you know, this is what I, I'm kind of loving watching is, is the Brewers beating the shit. Brewers and Cardinals beating the shit out of each other, you know, going extra ings. Both teams know how much that this series means. And you know that uh, Cincinnati's lurking in the weeds. You know, they passed Milwaukee there. They're eyeing St. Louis. You know they are. It's just a question of can Cincinnati do anything against uh, a winning club like the White Sox and the Twins? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a, it's a tough road for Cincinnati. Hell, it's besides us having the Pirates, it's kind of a tough road for us. Got the Twins this weekend. Yep. And, uh, you know, the Indians right now, who are no slouches, we're yep. seeing at least one very good pitcher and then an, another future star or prospect of sorts. That's where that four-game series against Pittsburgh is huge, man. Just I, I, three and one is the minimum I will take on that. I don't want to hear no two and two bullshit. I want – Three and one, and 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 hopefully at that point we get to the we get to where we can, you know I can go buy myself some 2020 Cubs Central Division swag. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's our our pregame show of sorts, and uh, I don't have anything else to add except for how about a few predictions about this series? We got uh, the tonight. You got the kind of bigger matchup, the Darvish. Uh, versus uh, 
Carrasco, and then uh, tomorrow you got Lester going up against the rookie. Uh, Lester looked great his last time out. I mean, you see, he's no runs, three hits, went six innings, struck out eight. I mean, the Cubs wasted his nice start, but you know that was his first good start in quite a while. Um, do you well, think here's, what, here's what I'm going to say. My, I, th- I am hoping. Uh, that we've been waiting all year for that game, that spark where all of a sudden the offense really gets kick-started. I don't know if uh, Sunday's game was really the one that's going to do it, but my hope is that it is what the Cubs need, and I'm looking for tonight, my, ready for my Cub to click. Is that okay, Cub to click? Sure. I've been working on that. I've been, I've been workshopping. I got a couple of Cub to click. KB, I have Chris Bryant having a big game tonight. And I see you, Darvish, also uh, doing what he does best, which is being an awesome kick-ass starter. It would be nice to see KB come out of it and actually do some damage. My cub to click, KB. Yeah, well, I mean, how I was so wrong at that game on Sunday. I said Rizzo, and Rizzo went up there uh, with his with no shirt on. And, like, giant chains. I think he's bought new chains, too. Like, his chains keep getting bigger, it seems. So he goes up. But does anybody look like more of a big, bigger idiot than when you're like, oh, I'm Mr. Swag, Mr. Cool Guy, and, he, and you don't do shit, you strike out five times? Cause and then it looks, doesn't work, yeah. <laughs> it, it does, it's worse. So it, it does go the other way. It only looks cool. I mean, you take a chance is what I'm saying. Like, you take a chance when you put yourself hey, out there like He's that. been doing that his whole career. You remember the story that John Baker tells about Rizzo buying the giant crucifix in, yeah, with yeah. It in San Diego or in um, Santo Domingo in, in, in the DR. So, you know what? Hey, hey, you know Rizzo will get his somehow, some way. Yeah. I'm not worried, but I think this is a Chris Bryant's night tonight. And that's another reason why people are going for the Padres right now is because of what happened with uh, Clayton Kershaw, who's no – Who's no, we're no fans of on this show. That's for sure. Uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw, you know, basically getting his, his ass in a, in a tight wad over a home run by the Padres, which I watched that thing and I was like, he didn't do that much. Like he just was kind of happy. We, oh, I, I don't think I heard about yeah, that. There, one. there was a little controversy with Kershaw. We don't have to get into it right now, but, but it's just like, was it Kershaw or was it more Dave Roberts? Uh, yeah, I mean, probably more Dave Roberts, but Kershaw's kind of that guy too. You know what I mean? Bit. Like, he, he can be that way. So, it, you know, it, I'm just saying, Tony Two Chains, I'm all about it. If you want to have fun, go out there, strike out big, baby, strike out looking like, uh, looking like uh, the swag monster. That's pretty yeah. cool. I'm hoping for a two game sweep here, but uh, realistically, they've never seen the second guy, so that that causes me some uh, worries. Yeah, stress. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I'm hoping we get him tonight. The cut, the offense has got to score for you, man. Yep. He's he's been the tough luck guy so many times. Uh, Lester had that last time, but let's go. And you got to score for us. Uh, why don't you support us at Patreon.com/slash/Sunranto? It's a dollar. You can join in. Uh, I post all the pre and post game shows up there so that you can get them in podcast form in case you uh, miss uh, the live show. You can catch it there. Uh, listen to what we uh, we think. <laughs> listen to what we think, and you get the music. And anyway, you, you help us out. This it is- helps us with tickets. Help us with beer. Yeah. Helps us pay the bills with Streamyard to be able to bring you this show. 
And not only that, but with your Patreon support, we're hoping to buy a giant fish dick from that fan up in uh, yeah. Milwaukee. We order ourselves a fish dick and then burn it down by well, the we were, we were, we were going to put it next to Michael Cotton's church. And so we, we think that that would, <laughs> it, would, it, would, it, it would almost kind of be like a, a pilgrimage. You would go to the Cubs church, uh, Michael Cotton's uh, Cubs church, and you walk around the fish stick a couple times just to see what happens. A, a holy relic of sorts. <laughs> so, yeah, so support us so we can make our dreams come true. Patreon.com slash or I had the strangest dream last night that Jay-Z got me into a party, and I told Jay-Z that Johnny Onomatopoeia's mom calls Beyonce bounce, which is actually true, but I haven't called <laughs> Jay-Z that in the dream. So I'll, so uh, anyway, I, dreams dreams are weird, but make them come true. Let, and not only that, guys, but, uh, you know, we'll be on for the post-game show, so after the first pitch, don't listen to any kind of like regular lame. We'll tell you the truth as it is and as we see it. And, uh, you know, part of the Patreon is new songs, and Danny – uh, you got a new song, I'm, well, I'm told. It's not a new song. It is It is actually a very, very, very old song that I uh, wrote l- lyrics. It's, it's Pachelbel's Canon, which is, you know, written by Pachelbel, I think, in the 1800s. So uh, anyway, it's when we first locked down. In COVID, t- in in old COVID times, which we're <laughs> still in, times. yeah, in, in back in back in lockdown times, back when I was interviewing Alec Mills, oh, you uh, couldn't get teepee, yeah, and I couldn't get toilet paper. I sat down with a guitar one morning and wrote lyrics to Pachelbel's uh, Canon, and uh, this is just a snippet of that moment. Uh, during lockdown <laughs> when uh, we were all going crazy and now we're going crazy in a different, more productive way. So, um, yeah, so here's uh, Spagog and uh, let's get one tonight. Let's let's get one for you, huh? Spagog. Nice, Spagog. Cleveland's Indians lost game Gentlemen, when was the last time you shaved your nuts? I mean, come on. Quarantine's been going on. You know, you probably let yourself go a little bit. Possibly your balls are way too furry. Well, I've got the solution for you. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer. It's designed to give you confidence. And it's going to boost your body image. I can guarantee it. Got a ceramic blade, skin-safe technology. It's designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. And that is very important because that's a bit of a sensitive area. Now, the Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof. Comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or possibly in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit. 
featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit also allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, and this will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. Now, we won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself, but we will judge you if you have hairy, smelly balls. So go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, did you know that listeners of this show, the Sunranto Show, will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. Use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving your front trunk. The Sunranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Now, we're not at the game this year, but you can be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline.ag is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. Game spreads, totals, team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on win division and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Post game, Cubs post game, Cubs post game, Cubs post game from the Sun Rancho Show. In and out and in and out and shake it all around and who's down with HBP? Who's down with HBP? Yeah, you know me. Who's down with HBP? Yeah, you know me. Who's down with HBP? Yeah, you know me. Who's down with HBP? Everybody like me. The whole planning. Yeah. Uh, wow. What a party! What yeah. a party! Yeah. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. G- Gary, uh, you're in lowercase because you're an Indians fan. <laughs> That's right. And uh, <laughs> well, it's the American League, uh, you know, junior circuit. Fun. Right, the junior circuit with their weird rules. That's right. Well, that was that was uh, something. There was a lot of ups and downs in that one. Uh, you know, Cubs were down three one. Where have we all heard that before? The Cubs <laughs> gave up a two home run to an Indian player and. Uh, and still managed to find a way to do it this time without the benefit of a rain delay. Uh, it was a fun game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, w- it was it was uh, a fun game, kind of something that you didn't really uh, expect to see. But uh, oh, we got two Danny Rockets. Like I didn't expect to see. You don't, you don't need two of me. <laughs> we really don't. <laughs> but uh, that one was just a, a bizarre game. It would a lot of, you know. Uh, when I was taking a look at it, it wasn't you Darvish's greatest game. It wasn't, you know, uh, Jeremy Jefferson's finest hour, no. but somehow they were able to pull it off. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing that bothered me about the Jefferson moment is after one batter, you knew he didn't have it. And you're like, Oh, I remember this Jeremy Jefferson from um, the, the few times that the Cubs got to Jeremy Jefferson. Well, you know I, what I mean? The, the, here's the tough thing, man. I hear what you're saying, but in this situation, it wasn't like a Kimbrel type meltdown. You just knew he didn't have his A stuff. 
And at this point, I mean, most of the time, you're just not going to keep warming up pitchers if you're going to try to make them work through it. And that mm-hmm. just is what it is. Now, well, and I think- we have nobody else to go to. I mean, right. when you, once you get Jeffers out there, I mean, it's going to be his inning. And he has to see three batters no matter what. Right. And it's not like he saw – it's not like they could even pull him if they wanted. So, Right. So I have to bring up right away that uh, Bill Sugas called what happened – um, uh, right here, it says, uh, Bill Sugar says, Sarah Terrell, until Whitgren hits the next batter. Wow. A walk-off hit by pitch. It happened, and Bill Sugar's called it on the wow. Sun Ranto Rangers page. Cubstradamus lives through Bill Sugar's soul. <laughs> and, uh, no, that, I mean, I, I don't know that I've seen that, like, two, two hit batters in a row to win the game. On a walk-off HBP, I've definitely seen a walk-off walk. I've seen many of those, but it, uh, I, I feel think like I've seen, seen a hit by pitch yeah. walk-off. Sure. Like not, not the two in a two row. In a row. Back yeah. Back, yeah. The thing that was interesting is that Hayward, or not Hayward, I'm sorry, um, Contreras called a timeout and kind of pissed him off a little bit prior to getting buzzed. So he gets buzzed, then he gets hit. And then there's a lot of chirping. You know, we all talk about the chirping, but but Contreras was pissed going down there, and uh, I think Domingo Santana kind of got in there, and Rizzo got in there, and I think it kind of shook him a little bit. I think he was kind of shaken up by everything that was going on, and ended up costing him the game. Well, well Gary, let me ask you: Who is this Whitgren character, and why do I hate him now? And what, right, <laughs> why can't he throw a baseball straight? <laughs> he's been around, uh, you know, he's like late inning setup kind of dude. Um, really, huh, pardon the expression, hit and miss kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like. Kind of like this guy? Yeah, yeah. Kind of <laughs> like this. <laughs> so, guys, yeah. if we break this one down, though, interesting thing, bottom of the second. Javi Baez is really, you know, we talked about it before the game, kind of starting to come out a little bit and kind of like him being in the sixth spot. But he hits a massive home run uh, right above the uh, the batter's eye. That was, that was, a, that was a mammoth awesome. home run. Well, hey, how have these Cubs been playing since Contreras moved to number four? And now Javi's in number six. Thank and you. Let me just I'm, – I'm just wondering – I don't know who might have thought of doing that prior to it happening, but we've been calling this for fucking week and a half. It certainly wasn't this guy. I tell you that much. Well, that's what we looked like every time Grandpa Lossie threw out that same uh, Baez and you know Contreras yeah. spot. Baez, I, I think, works better down the order because, yeah. and and I think it's it's for a couple of reasons. He's he can do way more than just hit the ball out of the park. You well, know, we saw that tonight, and I think <laughs> and I think he every day we see it. Yeah. Sometimes I think he really tries so much, and so he's in the fourth hole and he's thinking, "I just got to try, got to try," and he just starts getting bad habits. Uh, and it's really made a difference, kind of giving him a little bit of a breather there. The thing that killed the Cubs tonight were, was the bottom two part of your order. I mean, I'm looking at that, Gary. And if we look at the Indians' uh, box hitting, I mean, Lindor had himself one hell of a game. 
uh, three for four, four RBIs and a walk. I mean, can you imagine if Tom Ricketts opened up the pocketbook and really got him and had Javi play in second base? Oh, I mean, oh just unreal. Well, you expect uh, Lindor to do it, but you don't right. expect yeah. Naquin to go four for four or the Shields to go three for four. Right. That's where the big difference was. Uh, Mike Freeman came in, didn't do shit. Uh, former Cub farmhand. Uh, Jose Ramirez struggled over five. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Santana, you got on with a walk, but that's it. Fermil Reyes did nothing. nothing. Uh, I think Michael, you had him on earlier as a guy that was struggling. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, he look, was the worst of the worst. Look at that two through five over. That's. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this was not a bad night. The way that the Indians have been going with their OPS and the way they've been hitting has been terrible. They had eleven hits tonight, yeah, and, and only eight strikeouts. Which, by the way, is exactly what the Cubs had. Huh. It, the difference is. You know, eleven hits. They had four walks too. Fifteen left. Jesus Christ. Fifteen men left on base. Yeah, we've seen that. But in the top of the third, uh, like you're talking about, Josh Naylor had himself a hell of a game. He doubles, and then Delino de Shields. I mean, how bad is it when we start to get old that we remember these players? Yeah, there there we go. (laughs) I mean, I'm even worse than that. Like, I'm so crazy that I'm like, that guy's still playing. (laughs) Well, that was my first thought. Oliver Perez, right? It's tough when you see Oliver Perez out there, and you're like. Yeah. Wait a second. What year is this? <laughs> this dude is old as shit. Like yeah. it, that that could be Oliver, the older Oliver Perez used used to have a butt chin. And he's so old now that he doesn't have it anymore. Like it, it uh, somehow <laughs> flattened out. I don't know what happened. Receding butt chin. Yeah, he's got a receding butt chin. Like yeah. that's how long Oliver Perez has been around. <laughs> that but he has a receding butt chin. Top but, of the third, Josh Naylor doubles, and then Delano DeShield singles to make it a two to one game. But I mean, and then there was a bad throwing error on Bryant's part uh, there. Bad, and then Lindor doubles. But how about that play where uh, where uh, Jason Hayward yeah. throws out Lindor at home? I mean, there's a couple of plays. That there's so much that happened in the game that you kind of forget about. That throw home, he just gunned it. And it was a great tag. It, by, was, uh, it was beautiful. Good tag. Um, and and uh, they stopped the game for that, didn't they? They challenged it. They challenged it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm tired yeah, of this it, challenging it, bullshit. It's so it, fucking it, obvious. And I, I was only whistling on the radio. So. so Ramirez flied out to Hayward. Hayward just guns it in there right on the money, and uh, they get it out. And then well, what Gary is saying, though, I think is that the Indians announcers did not call that as a close play. And that they obviously knew that, Hay- that Hayward had gunned him down. And the in and he's he was listening on the radio, right, Gary? Yeah, I was listening to Pat and Ron. So oh you were oh, listening, listening to Pat and Ron. Ron. So they didn't think it was close either. They were like, Yeah, that was an obvious but, 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 but here's the thing on that play is 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 you're always going to challenge that because of the that crazy rule about you gotta give the runner a lane. And that's right, where that play uh, you're always gonna take a, you're gonna take a flyer on it. You're gonna take I a flyer on it. See, but the but uh, I, 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 it's fucking stupid, and my, there's no excuse for it. I don't care what the rule says. They have a choice there, and they're making the wrong choice. There was number one; he wasn't even close to being in his way. He was—I mean, he was in fair territory, and the runner was in foul territory. So uh, we should explain something to one oh. of our uh, <laughs> listeners and watchers. Uh, Dan Jughead writes in, "Who is Gary?" <laughs> and uh, Gary is. Uh, an Indians fan, first of all, 
first and foremost, that's why he's here tonight to represent uh, the Cleveland Indians or uh, the Spiders, as they should be known. Sure, but uh, Gary's also the mm-hmm. uh, keyboard player and sometime drummer of the Bleacher Bum Band and uh, is played on many of the tracks that you've heard on this show. So that's who Gary is. And Gary was happy in the top of the fifth when Delano to Shields doubled with one out. And then yeah. I think, like, wasn't Schwarber, like, juggling the ball? I think uh, Sarandi had a funny tweet. Schwarber like, looked, <laughs> all right, Schwarber looks fat. I'm, I'm going to be the first one to say it. It's a post-game show. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's, a, it's a Tuesday. But, like, when he was juggling that thing around, he was, like, turned to the side. It might have been a bad camera angle. <laughs> I'll give him that much. I'm sorry. He looks, he looks like he's been uh, – a little quarantined, if you will. Yeah, so, that that was the ball that hit the bottom of the basket, right? That's the no, one you're talking about. No, 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 no. no. That was the one wall. that was on the left side wall yeah. that he kind of it, like it, it was bad. And then okay. so the Shields doubles on that one, and Lindor singles to make it a three to one game. But Ian Happ crushed one to center field. Good to see him going again. And then my Cub to click, the one that I called it today, uh, Chris Bryant. He had uh, he was on base what three times, right? He had a single. And, uh, and and I, th- I think single and two walks. I can't remember who said it, but but uh, it might have been Russ Dorsey who said it uh, from the Sun Times. But I think Russ Dorsey said the base running tonight really was the difference in the game. So that Ian Happ on that single that he scored from what uh, on that double? <laughs> it I could mean, have been the difference flying. in the game the other direction. I yeah, mean, that's we, right for bad base running. I it mean, could I'm saying was that all right? Anthony Rizzo. They call it scoring position for a reason. Okay, you're on second. You're on second base. Okay, there's a single, and granted, it was one of those in between how it was hit. You know, like it was, you know, a, a single to right field. Uh, it was kind of hit hard, not not crazy, like. But Anthony Rizzo, the new Svelte Rizzo, should be able to score on that play. Seems like he got off to a on his horse in a decent enough time, but. Venable, was, Venable was he held him up really right. early on that too. Really early, yeah. and there's one out. So, you know, maybe that's why you're like, "Hey, there's going to be a tight game." It was a tight game. Uh, obviously, you you go to uh, the the end of it to yeah, to the ninth end inning, winning, yeah, yeah at the last of the ninth. That's as tight as it comes. So. Um, they were they were erring on the side of caution. Maybe they shouldn't have, but I mean, Will, well, Will, Wilson gave that shit up later. Will, Wilson's got to turn got to turn it down a little bit too. You got to be aware as a base runner. Well, I always think, think that Wilson Wilson tries to be Javi Baez, and there's only one guy that can pull the shit. Okay, out of well, where where's where's uh, is it Driver, the fucking first base coach, to say he's not going? Like the ball was yeah. going over his head. Right. He assumes that ball is going home. I mean, that's where everybody in the world would think that's going, unless your first base coach is yelling, stop, stop. But he fucking – It might have just been a mistake. I mean – Who knows? It was clearly a mistake. Hap doubles, Bryant singles, Rizzo doubles, and that's the play that you're talking about. Uh, So the Cubs are tied the game up, but then Wilson Contreras gets thrown out. Kyle Schwarber just had an absolute garbage game tonight. Danny had the good tweet on that. It was – 30, what'd you say? It was 40% Venable. 40% Venable for not sending him. 30%. Uh, yeah, by the way, this is not me. This was an agreed upon argument 
between okay. me and Bleacher Jeff and okay. how this would be worded even. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> But it was 40% on Venable, uh, 30% on uh, Craig Driver, Driver, uh, yep. 20% on Rizzo for being a fat ass. <laughs> for being <laughs> slow. That can't, <laughs> that can't score from scoring position under age 30. And uh, oh, although he might be exactly 30 right now. Yeah, he's 30. And then uh, uh, 10% on Wilson Contreras because, you know, Crawley, I hear you. He was a little aggressive coming around. And I think that when you're coming around first base, you should be able to pick up the third base coach. You should be able to pick up Venable. Mm -hmm. Like that should be part of what you do coming around first. I mean, I assume that's part of the job of coming around first, right? Right. That's my understanding. Everything's going on. That's my understanding. If I were to coach baseball, which I've never done, I only talked about it to you guys. So (laughs) you tell me if I'm wrong because I've only talked to you guys. Maybe the third base coach got too far down the line or something. Sometimes they go so far down. Well, I I think he told him to stop so early that by the time he even looks over there, you know, he's not doing anything because Rizzo's already stopped and and whatever. But. The ball's out in right field. He sees the ball going over his head, not to second base. You know what I mean? If Rizzo is stopping, they throw it in the second, and then, you know. Yeah. It was it was a clusterfuck. Like, it was a clusterfuck. Way, it really if, was. If we had lost, it would we would be mad about it for a week. <laughs> but luckily, we won, and so we don't have to be. Now, bottom right. of the seventh, Ian Happ singles on a ground ball. They got James Karinchek, who is who we call Rain Man. I don't know what he's doing out there, Gary. What is his deal? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I've never seen him like interviewed or anything, but he's just kind of a just one of those, you know, Fidrich character types. You know? Now, I'm sorry, I, I I never like to agree with uh, with Rob Manfred, but I like the game to be sped up. I don't need to see Rain Man doing his chicken <laughs> dance on the mound for five minutes in between every goddamn pitch. Get well, the ball, throw the ball. Carrasco takes his time too. Jesus Christ! But but again, like like, what is he doing up there? He's doing, like I said, he looks like a chicken scratching on the on the mound. Right. I don't. It's it's stupid as shit. Just pitch. <laughs> he's he's talking to himself all the time too. I don't know if he has to like say something like Carl Malone shooting free throws or I don't know what's going. I don't on. know yeah. what he's doing. Well, they said that he wears ninety nine for uh, the major yeah. league character wild thing. Rick Vaughn. Yeah, yeah I, I found that pretty ballsy to like just like you're a rookie. Yeah, right, you, yeah. you you haven't even been around. You're like, what number do you want? You, you're not going to be like, well, I'll take, uh, I don't know, 43. What do you got? <laughs> you know, like, no, just, just, just like, give me a couple of numbers there. 87. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, whatever you got. No, no, he went in there and he said, I want 99. He said, I've arrived. I'm the guy. And you wonder where the Indians are right now because we looked at it before the game started on our preview show. And this is a – You've got a terrible offense. It's all about the pitching, but you still get rid of Trevor Bauer, one of the best pitchers in the National League now, and you get rid of uh, Mike Clevenger, now one of the best pitchers in the National League that used to be on the Indians. And, so, and Kluber. And Kluber, yeah, yeah. And, and so, like, you're what are you doing? Like, you got guys in the wings just to, to take these dudes over? Is like – that the thought, are you going for it? Do you feel like the Indians are actually going for it by picking up dudes like Franville well, Reyes and like? Yeah, the Reyes feels like a going for it move. I mean, it's been very weird because uh, you know missing Francona again. He's just missed a lot of time this year with his abdominal ailments. 
Um, so it's very, you know, it's, uh, I don't know what to make of that. I mean, Sandy Alomar is doing fine as a manager, but it's not the same, obviously, without him. So um, I, I think, the you know, I do think the bats should be doing better than they are. I think they've been under. Right. Uh, taking a look at it. I mean, I don't, you know, it looks, it looked like Sandy Martinez played all the right moves as far as the bullpen just didn't happen today, you know, and that's again, yeah, the bottom of the seventh, today, I mean. right. The bottom of the seventh half singles. And then he gets thrown out by Salvador Perez. Why Hap was running there? I'm clueless on, but Bryant walks again. And, and Anthony Rizzo singles, and, again, great base running by Bryant to get to third, and then a sack fly by Contreras gives the Cubs a 4-3 lead. How about this play, though? How about Jason Javi Baez gets hit by a pitch? This is in the bottom of the eighth inning. He Jason Hayward strikes out as Javi is trying to steal second. He was hit, too. That's right. And then the throw went over, and he makes it all the way to home. Like, who does that? Absolutely ridiculous. Oh, my God. I mean, absolutely ridiculous, and and that run became huge because as we talked about, uh, you know, leadoff walks. Wick did it in the top of the eighth, which pissed the shit out of me. You got a two run lead. Don't leave it. Walk off. The, don't or don't walk the first batter. He didn't even have it. He had a one run lead. and He walked the batter, and he got a double play. Luckily, but that's just I forget the percentage they put it up there. But the amount of times that run comes around to score on a leadoff walk is just ridiculous. Don't do it. And then Jeffers does it by walking Naylor. Uh, DeShields grounds out, and then Lindor hits a homer, and it was pretty similar to where the one-off Chapman went that uh, that was hit, wasn't it? Into the left field almost by the yeah, camera well, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Oh, good point. I forgot to mention this. James Bird said that uh, James Bird says that uh, Javi blew a bubble while sliding into home. Yeah, that uh, was hilarious. I think uh, our friend Sarah Sanchez says that's going to be the next bobblehead for the Cubs. Well, they already had that. It, he, I mean – Sliding into home is, uh, as a bubble blower is a cool thing, but they already had the bubble-blowing bobblehead of Swing. hitting the home run. Swing, yeah. yeah. Well, and you need a matching pair. Right. Yeah, it could be a whole series. I mean. mm-hmm. But then we get to the bottom of the ninth, and old man Oliver Perez comes into the game. Hap flies <sighs> out. Bryant walks. <sighs> Rizzo singles. And then Wilson Contreras hit by a pitch. And then Cameron Mabin takes one for the team as we discussed earlier, but looking at the box for the Cubs hitting, we said that this team is only going to go as far as their top hitters are going to take them here. This is what we need to see. Two for five from Hap, one for three with two walks for Brian, three for four for Rizzo, two for three for Contreras, plus a hit by pitch. Rizzo was also hit by a pitch. Uh, Schwarber sucked it. 0 for 4 with uh, two strikeouts, three left on base. Baez Um, got hit by a pitch too, and then maybe, and so that's what, 4 Four or five guys tonight getting hit by pitches. Free bases, man. One for two for Baez, and again he scores the run that really you know prevented the Indians. Well, it gave the Cubs that insurance run they needed that kept it tied in the top of the ninth. Uh, Hayward didn't have the greatest game though. Zero for three. Uh, Kipnis two for four against his old team. Yeah, but he, he, zero for four. But Hayward takes away that run. Yep. So well, even though he doesn't do much offensively, he takes away the run that could have been the deciding run. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's what people get so wrapped up in a lot of these, you know, offensive statistics and stuff. It's stuff like that that he shuts down. Most guys won't even run on him because of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
So as far as pitching, I, I didn't. Uh, you did okay. You gave up nine hits, three runs, three earned. Well, one to be fair, six were against just two guys. There were just two guys in that lineup that knew what the hell they were doing against him. Yeah, that was definitely bizarre. But Wick had uh, Wick had one inning where he again leadoff walk. Don't do that. Double play strikeout, and then Jeffress, uh, boy, you know, just didn't have it tonight. Uh, he ended up walking to gave up a, a hit and then just didn't look good out there. You know, the hit being the, um, the big home run that, that tied the game by Lindor, you know, and like I said, I'm not going to get that pissed about a Lindor home run. The guy's good. I get more mad about the walk that preceded the home run. Right. Yeah. So right. walking the ninth batter into the home run. Yeah. It's rough. So we, we talked uh, before this game started that the Cubs and the Indians, you know, meeting four years ago with teams on the incline at that point, and now you've kind of have teams that are at a crossroads. What are we going to do now with this team? The Indians have made a lot of moves. Like, you were built on pitching. You pretty much got rid of most of it. I mean, Carrasco is one of the only guys left from that little core, and I think Carrasco was injured during the 2016 World Series. Is that correct? He did not. Yeah, I don't think he pitched that year. No, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, yeah, you had like eight awesome young starters at that yeah. time, and three showed up, and then one cut his hand on a drone. Yeah, so uh, – you know, but you look at this this team, and you're starting to retool with guys we've never heard of right now. It does sort of feel like they're trying to start over, and they're they're still doing that. <laughs> they're competing anyway. So yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Salazar, uh, Sean brings up. Yeah, uh, yeah, Danny Salazar. I mean, it could have been a completely different series if those guys would have been healthy. Yeah, again, I mean, the argument know. on the flip side of that is if the Cubs would have had they had Strope and Rondon, who were really great out and they had no bullpen going into the playoffs, it would have been interesting to see, Gary. It's all, you know, it's also sometimes like you have that kind of adversity and you pull together more and play better, you know, so it's hard to say. Yeah. And uh, so, but it seems like you guys have made moves for the future yeah. where the Cubs are just like, no, nope, we're going with what we got. Hang <laughs> on to Ride or die, bitch, let's go. <laughs> you, know? Right. you know, but, it, but, but they, they're talking song, about, Danny. they're talking about not re-signing uh, Lindor. That's, they basically already said, yeah, we can't afford Lindor. So they're not going for much. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how much they can really be going for. If you're going to give away probably the best player on your team. Yeah. I mean, he's signed through next year, but, yeah, it'd be good to get something off. That's what they're going to do, I guess. Yeah, I don't know that the Cubs get anything for any of the pieces that they had or that they currently have. I mean, you could uh, – I mean, if you'd have to punt on a season now at this point. And, uh, I don't know, do you trade by – I mean, what do you do now? Like, uh, you know, the do you trade Javi – do you trade? Who do you trade of the core that we've stuck with way too long? The Baez, the Rizzo, the Schwarber, the uh, oh, Contreras, even. Well, the, Contreras was the youngest of them all, and he was the one that was rumored to be tr- the most tradable one before COVID hit. And now we're just over the luxury tax for another year, which is going to justify another year of them not spending. And, uh, so we're in first place, so you're going to take that and you're going to be like, okay, right. now we're, 
well, try and, to beat the Dodgers or the this, Padres. And- right. At, at this point, though, none of these guys have the return you expect to get. You're past that point. So you got to sit there and roll the dice and hope that these guys start playing together. All of this comes back to Theo's inability to draft and develop uh, pitchers. Because where did all of the Cubs' young prospects go? To pitching. They had to get rid of everybody. You know, Eloy, uh, uh, the, the yeah. short, for Chapman, the shortstop out, out to the Yankees, the. Guaybar Torres, uh, um, you could talk, Guaybar right. Torres, uh, is what you're Jorge, talking about. Jorge Soler, right? He, he went yeah. to the Royals for, uh, the closer there. And, and like, Every time Jaime you Candelario, look, Jaime Candelario was just the player of the week. He's in Detroit. Yeah, went for Justin, Justin Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. For, Justin Wilson lot. was terrible. So all of these, all these good young hitters that were in the system, Dylan Cease. Had, yeah, and Dylan Cease was one of those guys who was coming up, but because they didn't have anybody at to the get time, Quintana, yeah, they had to get rid of somebody to get a guy like Quintana, which. Still, I will always argue that was a good trade at the time. It looks terrible now, but right. at the time it was the right trade. Again, you take a look at how bad he is in left field. He still is bad in left field with the Sox. The Sox won again, but uh, there was a inside the park home run. The ball got past uh, Luis Robert, and and all this, and he and it never came. Uh, what should we call him? Uh, Eli never came into the picture. Like the shortstop got the ball. Like it was like, where the hell is Eli? What is he doing? So I mean, like he's just a brutal he's in the stands. He's like, I can't get up, man. He's just a brutal. He's, he's like got his life alert bracelet. He's <laughs> pressing the button. But uh, guys, some things that we talked about, you know, uh, before the game started, the Reds beat the Pirates four to one. So that's a little interesting right here. And then. There was a lot of brouhaha going on today with the old Cardinals and the, the Brewers and the Cardinals. Looking at the Brewers, they won 18-3, to but within that game, there was a dust-up. I believe it was Ryan Braun and um, Yadi Molina, and Yadi being a jag-off as we usual. Watched, we watched yeah. it down at Patio Jeffs, and uh, James Bird writes in, can you guys also talk about the Brewers-St. Louis game tonight as <laughs> and the benches-clearing brawl? And... Uh, Dude, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to make of that. Stop fighting. I mean, Braun, sure. Molina seems he doesn't. It's Molina. Okay, so Molina is notorious for dick. grabbing, he, for for putting his hand out and reaching for the ball, and then he gets pissed when he gets yeah, hit in I mean, the hand. He's a punk, but he's just a dipshit. He really is a dipshit, and and you know, Jack Flaherty. I don't know what's he happened. Got lit to up him. for nine runs. He got lit up for nine runs tonight. And did you see what was the uh, stadium when the benches claim? Oh, that was that was on the Yachty uh, catcher's interference, and, catcher, and that and that's just a, a guy being a dickhead. When you stick your hand out there and get hit, that is your fault. It is your fault. The batter has nothing to do with that. It's your fault, and you cannot start talking shit. You need to shut the fuck up and. Uh. I literally cannot wait to the day. And, like, I'm trying to figure out who I can't wait to retire more, Molina or Braun, because they're just both just, they're I mean. Both, both, I, I, I hate Molina more than Braun for the simple fact that Molina is always running his fucking yap. And Braun is kind of out there, and 
and you know you people boo him and he says you know i like being booed and then he hits a fucking oh, home run he, and he's he was running his me. gap before though yeah. like throwing a guy under the the bus for the drug know? testing but shit. That's, look you that's know. but that's been many now, years but. and yes it was bullshit but who do i hate more like, yeah, he's the bigger cheater. Like, when it comes down to it, he won't go in the Hall of Fame because of what he did, and that's fine. But Yachty shouldn't even qualify. Nobody should even be talking about this asshole in the Hall of Fame. And he's been fucking running his mouth his whole goddamn career. Well, guys, let's take a look here now with with today's results. And you can see St. Louis starting to hit a wall a little bit. St. Louis is now five games back of the Cubs Cincinnati is half a game behind St. Louis when everybody was writing Cincinnati off. Dumb move. Now, again, they are playing the Pirates, so let's take that with a grain of salt and see how they do against Minnesota and the White Sox. But right now, Cincinnati is right behind St. Louis, and then Milwaukee is half a game behind Cincinnati. So they are all absolutely bunched in there, a a game separated between St. Louis, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, which, you know, the Cubs ended up doing better than we thought – and the other teams kind of are, are right where we kind of slightly expected them, maybe a little less than what – probably a little less than what we expect. We, we, we said at the beginning of the season, uh, the Cubs, Brewers, Cardinals, Cincinnati, all around 32-33. We all thought this was going to be close. At this point, you know, uh, St. Louis and Milwaukee have another doubleheader tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, w- I, honestly, without 13-3 and three to start the season, the Cubs are right there Oh yeah, in the, in the midst of this freaking nonsense of this diarrhea season that is cloud ball. Like, honestly, like, <laughs> thank God for that 13-3 and three because without it, it, I mean, we'd be uh, sweating it tonight. We'd still be sweating. We but, wouldn't, uh, you sleep. Know, we wouldn't I, sleep. I, I would say that you know they started out good, and it looks like they're playing better now than what I saw. Remember when I hit the panic button after that first Milwaukee series, <laughs> and I started yeah, to say, was like four games in, and you were like, <laughs> oh, oh, shit, God! God. <laughs> eject, eject. <laughs> nope, that was uh, – that one right there was that Milwaukee series that was in August 13, 14, 15, 16. They dropped three one-run games, and I said, there's a problem. That's I don't so like how it looks. And they started to struggle from that point on. They became a lot worse. They lost two or three from Detroit. They lost two or three to the White Sox. That uh, they, they fucked up games against the Cardinals and the and the Reds. And you know it was really not that great. And now I feel like they're kind of coming out of it a little bit, in my opinion. Is that that middle lull that they had was really not good? But they're starting to look better, and they're starting to put some wins together here. Uh, my question is for Gary. Is this the nail in your coffin tonight? <laughs> you came so close to winning. I mean, you, you're in third place. You got the Twins ahead of you. You just got swept by them. The White Sox are yeah. coming, uh, swinging out of their shoes. You know, that's a new yeah. team. Well, they're, they're done with them now for the year. But, yeah, I mean, you know, this one hurts, but a loss against the Cubs is not the end of the day, end, end of the world. I mean, no, it was in 2016, it was. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> but, Looking at the American League postseason standings, if the season ended today, the Cleveland uh, Indians would be the number eight seed, and they would face the Chicago White Sox in the first round. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Wow. wow. That's interesting. I mean, I, old guard, new guard. Yeah, I don't Big like. Them. You know, they they just got their asses handed to them recently. I mean, 
Now, it's a lot closer in that American League division. Uh, I mean, the teams that are out of it, Seattle, Baltimore, Detroit, they're like four or five back. So as long as the Indians don't keep free-falling, they should be fine. Even though we just got swept by the Twins, I think I'd rather play them. But you have uh, Cleveland at 26 and 21, uh, New York at 7 at 26 and 21, uh, and then Houston at 23 and 24. So there's still a lot of, you know, there's some wiggle room for Gary here. Yeah. All is not um, lost. As Sean brings up the San Diego Padres are what the Indians should be, but aren't. But the um, thing about it is now the Indians are the old Padres. Right. That, that's, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to disagree with that right there because the Indians did. They were the Padres of 2016, <laughs> 2015, 2017. They were a good team and they were you know, they just fell short. And you couldn't go, you know, extra innings in Game 7 of the World Series. You know, and who knows what the Padres are going to do or the White Sox, they're young teams. But teams come up and sometimes they don't win it. And you got it. And, again, we here in Chicago, as far as the Cubs, we all thought that Chris Bryant was going to be a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. Len Casper said he thought that uh, um, Addison Russell was going to be the MVP. We right. all thought all these things that were going to happen and things baseball doesn't play out exactly like you know. So I don't know what's going to happen with the Padres or the White Sox. Maybe they're going to be the dominant teams for the next four or five years, but baseball has a real funny way of slapping you right back down real quick. Yeah, yeah and then yeah, and I was looking at this. I think Cleveland is solidly in the playoffs. I feel like the American League playoffs are fucking like set at this point. Yeah. I mean, nobody's even close. It was like Seattle is after is the ninth place team and they're four losses down and five are uh, yeah they're they're four wins down and five losses up like it's that's not good uh, and but it's so a long he, way Houston's not in it either at this point right? twenty three and twenty four they're in six <laughs> they're in sixth place yeah. oh yeah it's 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 total bullshit how many because, because you're in the better division. <laughs> right, yeah. because they're they're the second place in the West. Oh, so yeah. they're actually ranked higher than Cleveland oh, because Cleveland's the oh, second wild card. Yeah. Even Clown though ball. they have a better Clown record. Ball. Yeah, no, no, this season is garbage, which is why we'll probably end up with uh Cubs White Sox World Series played in Texas. Yeah, it'll be yeah. <laughs> It's well, not be- even in Texas. They'll they'll be fucking idiots about it, and they'll do it in L.A., and there'll be a fire in Chavez Ravine. <laughs> they'll try to mask the whole stadium, and then anti-maskers <laughs> will burn that down, too. <laughs> It'll be weird. It's just going to get weirder. Um, yeah, dude, uh, you know, it's the last gasp of Indians, uh, that Indians core. I think right now it seems like you've been give you've I'm a little bit jealous about how you've been giving up players and willing to trade players. Uh, Mike Clevenger gets traded, right. you know. Uh, right. Trevor Bauer gets traded last year. I'm a little bit jealous of that because we're holding on to basically dudes that are batting 180. You know, one, <laughs> right. you know, and that's what we're stuck with when we could have gotten something for him, and we're just going to ride or die with these guys. Yeah, we've got like, seven guys that swing the exact same. Yeah, just like out, <laughs> out of their shoes. So there's lots yeah. of shoes left at home plate yeah. on the north side of Chicago. But like, what I'm, what I'm jealous of, I'm jealous of that. I'm jealous of the fact that you guys have been willing to trade them 
do Indians fans understand that, or are they meatballs about that? And are they're like, how could you get rid of Clevenger just because he broke COVID protocol? I think it's probably more the latter. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm sure we'd be the same way. Like, I was mad at the Samarja trade. Hey, I'm still mad at it. <laughs> right. You weren't as mad as Hat Lady. I mean, you, you have to, you, you know, it's great that they're doing that, but it's kind of like they're in a mess now because they're trying to do one of those rebuilds on the fly with the Indians, and I just never think that those things really – yeah, work, I hear what you're saying. Well, you know about it. You're a Coast fan. We've never rebuilt shit. We, we, we're just like, we're just like, let's go. We never rebuilt shit. Where the hell were you between 2010 and 2014? No, no, no. Yeah. He means we've never had a winning team in which yeah. we had to go down and then rebuild from. Yeah, we've never rebuilt on the off. fly. Like what's in our? T- I mean, we we've never we've only seen uh, 102 losses, a championship, and then failure. Yeah, it almost, it almost feels like this Cleveland team would have benefited from a longer season, from the from the full season, right, yeah, rather right. than what they're doing right now because – Right, because, I mean, well – Socks flame out. Socks flame out probably. Maybe, maybe. I don't right, know. But, but at this point, they're only like – you know, they're six games behind the Sox, but obviously they – you know – if we were really only 60 games into the season, we'd be in fucking June, you know, it'd be, and six games back is not too much to overcome, you know? So just looking at the team though, I mean, it just, it, it's looking at Cleveland, you know, there, that opportunity, uh, you know, and when you watch the world series movie, they talked about it. One of those teams, the two teams with the longest droughts, one of them was going to go home unhappy and that was Cleveland. And, and I don't think that this group, of, of, of those players, and there's not a ton left even from that 2016 team that are still on the team anymore. No, the Cubs know? even – Cubs love 2016 so much they went out and got Kipnis. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like, we're going to start putting fucking Indians on our team as well. Yeah, yeah. James Bird asks, if the playoff postseason, what about our starting rotation uh, with no off days? I mean, I like that no off day thing and, and, and keeping it as similar to – uh, real baseball as possible. I don't like all the off days built in on that. I mean, you Darvish is lined up for a game one start. Now it didn't happen and Cleveland does not have a good offense. And, and again, those two guys hit him pretty well, but uh, just kind of the last two starts for you haven't been the greatest. Hopefully he kind of gets back on track. And then you look at uh, Hendricks and then from there, you know, there, there's still time left in the season. You want to see what Johnny Lester's going to have for you. You want to see what uh, Alec Mills, how he responds after the no-hitter. Um, and then uh, you have – we're still waiting to see if Jose Quintana can have one last you know, grasp of uh, trying to do something. I mean, you guys got to remember, he's in a contract year. At this point, we have to not be thinking of Quintana as a starter in any way. He is, a, he is the long reliever, especially when you have a Lester and a Mills in the back of your – you know, rotation. I mean, I don't know who the number five is. And Gary, who's who's your one, two in a short three game series? Uh, Bieber and who do you put number two? Uh, let's see. Yeah, Bieber and uh, Carrasco. Maybe. I mean, Savali has been good. 
Um, Savali, we see tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. But he's a he's a rook. I mean, not yeah. he, he, he got he got a cup of coffee last year, and we'll see him tomorrow. Cubs have never seen him uh, at all. Uh, please sack, maybe. He's been oh yeah, damn please sack, son. Yeah, yeah. You got you got a whole exactly. uh, teams a team of uh, sons. Yeah. Um, I'm looking. For, oh, here's Savali's games, and uh, you know. He's been okay for you guys. I mean, you know, 388 ERA overall. So if you keep everybody under four on average, you're going to do okay. But he goes deep into games. Um, Is it – but not a heck of a lot of strikeouts. I mean, he's not getting double digits or anything, but it's it's all very – 100 pitches, 100 – Mm-hmm. One bitches hundred three, like he'll give you that. But that's who we're going to see tomorrow. And uh, John John Lester's going to go out there tomorrow, uh, and he did great last time against Milwaukee. No runs on three hits, eight Ks, six innings. Ended up still with the loss uh, because of uh, the Cubs' ineptitude of not scoring. Um, I, I, you know, what do you guys think about the Cubs offense tonight? I think it was fine. I mean, uh, the guys that you needed to hit, hit, you know, and that's yeah. that's been the key right there is getting the 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 top of the lineup and the middle of the lineup to start producing more. And and you saw good at bats by Chris Bryant, and and that's kind of what I've been seeing lately. Is even on the outs, you know, not looking as 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 just lost and clueless as he has for most of the season. Well, and they're and they're actually hitting the ball, like hit getting hits. They aren't swinging for the fucking fences every time they're up there. They're putting balls in play. Uh, you know, Contreras had a nice um, sacrifice Sacrifice. fly. You know, uh, Rizzo put that one up up the middle. I mean, guys were putting balls in good spots. And, I mean, a couple of those, maybe they just didn't get all of them because uh, center field Ivy, you know, grabbed a couple balls tonight and just sort of spit them out right in front of the wall. But, yeah, it was, um, you know, that's – and, again, manufacturing runs. That's what this club was not doing, right? Everything was the the three true outcomes. And right now it seems like they're putting the ball into play, and that's working for them, and maybe they just continue to do that. Because the strikeouts were down too. Eight strikeouts tonight. That's like – that's like <laughs> – you know, two innings of baseball for these guys. I don't know how they strike out four <laughs> times in each inning, but these fuckers will pull it off. Yeah. Well, yeah. tomorrow is John Lester versus Savali, as we talked about. And I think, you know, we're going to – the game is at 7.15 again. We're going to come at you live at 6.45. A uh, couple reminders real quick here is to always kind of uh, – if you like what you're hearing and if you're not already – uh, the Patreon page, we'll get that up there. I cannot see because we have too much crap on here. There we go. www.patreon.com forward slash Sunranto. Uh, that kind of just helps us pay for the stream yard. Uh, all sorts of – Danny's got a brand new light to make him look pretty and for uh, Danny's collagen injections and all that other fun yeah, stuff. Still this, this was, the light was uh, from Guy Sirius. Yeah, you, okay. You'll see him on YouTube. Um yeah, no. serious is the light. 
No, but honestly, uh, eventually we'll quit if you don't support us. <laughs> like that's uh, yeah, kind of how it goes. Like we'll be like, eh, fuck the post game. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, going to it, be so it, sad. I'm going to be sitting in this room just all by myself. There will yeah. be no show, and I'll just be sitting here talking. I'll, I'll have like a <laughs> photo literally- of Crawley and and Danny just stuck to my screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll text each other, and be like, ah, "I'm out tonight," you know, like, no, uh, yeah. So support it, support this because have you heard an ad tonight? No. Did we tell you to fucking shave your balls with Manscaped bullshit? No. Did we tell you to go bet here or do this or that? No. Uh, we fuck ads, fuck advertising, fuck advertising forever in the eye. And uh, I would prefer never to do another ad again. If I could avoid it, and I know we all feel the same way, if you want real, uh, you know, Cubs content, uh, we'll pay for it. And the way we do it is with Patreon, patreon.com slash Sunranto. Fuck the man. That's all I have to say about that. And so on that, uh, I think we're going to do a little coming back to Wrigley to finish it off since the Cubs came back to Wrigley and won it. So I think but on this wait, one, what, see- what real quick though. <laughs> it's that idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one, one more shot at it tomorrow. Yeah. One more shot tomorrow. So spagog, gentlemen. Coming back to Wrigley with a ticket in my hands No ring upon my finger because I am just a fan And I spent most of my money on sausages and beer But I was there when they wanted that year A pressured anticipation had the city tightly As the sailing ball was caught Half a dozen generations Who would live to see the day The Cubs would take the season all the way
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. 
Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.